for those of you who don't know, my name is Casey Sharperson, and I'm a speaker, a confidence cultivator, a writer, and a lot of other things. But now I'm a podcast host, which is so cool. It's like the coolest thing ever to be able to say that I'm a podcast host. And I actually started talking about this several years ago. If you listen to the first few podcasts, you know that it took me absolutely forever to launch because some of us are number one on the Enneagram. So that means I'm a perfectionist. And if it's not great, I'm like, mm, it's fine. We can just wait until it's perfect. <laughs> but I am just like putting things out there and moving along in life. So today we're going to be talking about what it looks like to compare and um, not only what it looks like to compare, because I feel like all of us kind of know that, but how do we deal with comparison? How do we move past comparison and really start living in a place of um, no regrets, but also no comparison? And this concept of just not being far enough along is one that is so incredibly common, especially among women. Like we're in a stage of life, at least I'll say right now, I'm in a stage of life where people are getting married, they're having kids, they are um, living their best lives and traveling and doing all these things, like checking all the boxes that people want to check. They're making a certain amount of money and especially living where I live, not only in the DMV area, but also a very expensive area, a very wealthy area. Uh, it's really easy to get into this mindset of I should be driving a certain car. I should be living in a certain place. I should be doing a certain thing. And that's when it's easy to just start comparing and saying, I really should be farther along. I really should know more people. I really should be doing more things. Even in business, I've been in masterminds and group coaching and doing all that stuff where you can see where people start and then how they get what seems to be immediate success. And they start making six and seven figures like a month after they launch their business. Crazy. It happens. But when we live in a space of comparison, um, you can no longer be happy for that person's success. So instead of you looking at their lives and saying, wow, they are so amazing. I'm so happy to know them. Now I know a super kind of famous person. They're making six and seven figures. Now I know this, um, this person that has this amazing relationship and they have these amazing kids. Instead of looking at that with joy and with admiration and with hope, you're looking at somebody else's success as a detractor from your success. So you're looking at their lives not only as um, an inspiration, but also as something to measure yourself up against. And the moment that you begin to measure yourself up against another person is the moment that you begin to fail. You begin to fail because that prevents you from moving forward when you're comparing your lives to other people's lives. So the moment that you start comparing, that's like, it's like sticking a um, like a pin in a balloon. It's just deflating your purpose. It's deflating yourself. It's deflating in a lot of different areas. So the moment that you begin to compare is the moment that you're going to stifle your growth, not only in business, but in life, in your spiritual walk, and all different aspects. Um, and there's even a scripture. It says Proverbs uh, 14, 30 where it talks about um, like a tender, tranquil, calm heart uh, will make you healthy, but jealousy uh, can make you sick. So this concept of envy and looking at other people's lives is a thing that's going to detract from your success. So this is the problem with comparison. And I already told you that I live in this place where people tend to make a certain amount of money or they at least live like they do that. Um, but I can think more specifically 
of a time where I was deep into the comparison, like deep, deep, deep in there. And that was after, well, I would say kind of towards the end of my graduation uh, from college. And that actually has nothing to do with my university. The fact that I graduated with no job, uh, that had to do with my choices <laughs> and uh, what I ended up doing kind of the path that I took. So I don't blame that at all on my university, but I remember sitting at graduation and I was looking out into the crowd and I knew that there were certain people that were going to go off and do these amazing things. I knew that they were going to go to school. They were going to make a certain amount of money. They had already secured all this stuff. And here I was, a person who went to school knowing what her major was, like knowing all these things, being super 100% clear about what I wanted to do, where I was going to go. And here I was, like the least likely to not know what they were doing, uh, to be the one that didn't know what they were doing. And it was a lot because I started looking at, um, I started looking at people's lives and saying, well, how did they get that? Like my grades are better. Let's be honest. Like I graduated higher than them. I'm cuter than them. <laughs> All the things that we start to rationalize and talk about how we're comparing, um, ourselves to someone else. And I was looking at all of those things, but guess what? Me looking at that person and looking at that person's life uh, or that person's life didn't change my perspective and it also didn't change my situation. So here I was comparing myself, my successes and all that other stuff to these people that I was looking at. And again, it didn't help anything. But the first thing that I learned is that my path was my own. And so even though um, I had this anticipation of all the places that I was going to be by that time, um, that didn't happen. And so on this podcast, I wanted to share with you kind of what this path of comparison uh, looks like. What are three different things that you can do uh, to remember as you fight past this jealousy, as you fight past envy and comparison? Uh, because again, you looking at someone else's life and tearing that person's successes down doesn't impact um, doesn't impact where you are and what you're doing. So uh, the first thing to remember is that your path is your own. And that was the thing, like, even though I was sitting at that graduation uh, with all of my accolades on, like I graduated with, you know, status or whatever, and also graduated with no job. So as I was sitting there, um, I remember just thinking, like, how in the world is this going to impact my future? Like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I don't know where I'm going to be living, except I'm moving back home, which is like, who wants to do that? I surely didn't. So, um, so looking at that and realizing that my path was, was my own, it was my own special path, because if I had gone down the path that I anticipated, which was law school uh, for a really long time, and then when I changed my mind, I wanted to go get my MBA, if I had done that, I can guarantee you that I would not be doing what I'm doing right now. I would not be speaking. I would not be traveling. I may be doing that in another capacity, but my awakening came from that moment when I was sitting at graduation not knowing what I was going to do. So your path is your own. So before you begin comparing yourself to uh, to where other people, where you feel like you should be, um, then you realize that your path is not your own. And that's number one. Number two is when you're in that space of comparison, whether you're in a place where you anticipate being or you're in a place that's longer, like you're single for longer you, than you wanted to, you're not making as much money as you wanted to, um, you're living in a place that you hate longer than you wanted to, what can you learn in that time and what can you learn in that season? Because I ended up moving to Virginia and I did not want to be there. I really tried to leave. And the first like 
really the first two years I lived in Virginia, I was trying to leave, but for sure the first like six to seven months I was out. Like I was done with Virginia mostly because, um, it was a terrible situation, but <laughs> like I wasn't getting paid enough. I already talked about that in the podcast, so go look it up. Um, so I wasn't getting paid really. And it was just a horrible situation. But what I learned from that job, from that situation, uh, was not only to stand up for myself, but I also learned a real life situation that people are not always going to respect your brilliance. They're not always going to respect what you bring to the table. And in those moments, I was able to stand up for myself and be like, here's what your girl is not going to do. She doesn't play this game. (laughs) And I was able to learn all of these different skills and also hone into different things um, like corporate training and mentorship and all that stuff that I do now. Um, I learned in that season of doing things that I didn't want to do. And I was looking at other people like, yo, why are they making more than me? Why do they get to travel the country? And I am here in Virginia poor. Like, this is not fun. (laughs) This is not fun. But again, instead of comparing my life to these people, which gave me absolutely nothing, I was able to say, you know what, I'm going to learn everything that I can in this time and in this season and move on. Right. So that moves on to my third point, which is timing is everything. Timing is everything. So we can anticipate that we want to move forward, that we want to transition, that we want to shift. But know that your life can change in a moment. So somebody can watch your faithfulness. Someone can watch how you are um, living in a really difficult situation. People can watch how you kill the game at your job. Like they can see all those things from a distance and they can make one phone call. They can make one decision. They can write one check that changes your life immediately. So you comparing your life to someone else's, again, doesn't impact the timing of anything. So if your time to make this shift and make this transition, if you're a person of faith, you know that God already has a plan. So if his plan is to give you this thing that you wanted a year from now, you wanting it right now isn't changing the timeline. So owning where you are is really going to shift the perspective when you talk about comparison. So these three ideas um, about about how to cope when you're feeling some level of comparison, when you're feeling lost in the shuffle, when you're feeling like you should be farther along or you should be seeing different results, know and understand that your path is your own. Know that timing is everything and know that you can learn everything that you can in that season. So keep in mind and I am going to open it up for questions. Again, usually I don't get to do this when I talk to myself. I just have my headphones in and it's just me. (laughs) But want to see if you all have any questions, any thoughts. I'm seeing tons of engagement over here on Instagram. So, hey, Abu, thank you so much uh, for chatting. It was great to see you in Atlanta. Um, But want to see, I'm going to open up for like literally two minutes or else I'm going to be talking to myself. And that is always off. But you can uh, find out more about me on CaseySharperson.com. So you can go there and um, sign up to get emails and stuff like that. I really should have like a better pitch for you about why you should get on the email list, but it's fine. Like if you don't want to, it's fine. You can follow me on the gram or Facebook. It is how challenging is it to bet on yourself? Does that conversation first start with yourself? That's a, see, Abu, you have a deep, that's a deep question. How challenging is it to bet on yourself? I think because I talk about confidence a lot, right? And especially, and I'm 
especially passionate about confidence with that experience that I talked about a little bit. I gave you a little snippet um, about when I moved to Virginia and I'm actually going to write about this this weekend because I'm finishing up my book. Um, But I remember just being so affected by how people saw me. So I was looking at like my bank account and I was looking at, um, looking at like my job position and my job title and almost trying to pull my value from that. But Pulling your value from what somebody else sees in you is not, that's not the definition of confidence. Confidence means I know what I bring to the table in this particular situation. I know I'm an expert in this. Um, I know that I am really excellent at communicating. I know I'm excellent about training. I know I'm excellent uh, in mentorship and all those different things. And so once my mindset changed about what I brought to the table, then I began to bet on myself. Because if you don't know what you bring to the table, then you have no idea how to show up at 100%. You have no idea how to show up and say, this is my value. I'm excellent. Pay me what I'm worth. And that's where the confidence comes from. But what I love about working with people, especially kind of in this area of confidence, is being able to clearly articulate, this is why you should hire me. This is why I'm here. And when you have that mindset shift about how your um, about how your future is not dependent on where you are, not necessarily dependent on where you are today, um, then you can begin to bet on yourself because you can't bet on yourself if you don't believe in yourself. And if you don't believe in yourself, you're going to stay in the same place. You're going to be waiting for people to recognize your value and tell you your value instead of you bringing that to the table. So I think that that conversation first has to start with yourself. That conversation um, has to come internally. But what I will say is speaking with people and like having a mentor, for example, um, I had a relationship with, um, with a friend of mine and I felt like when we met, like she was the person who really said like, Casey, you are more than this. Like this is, this is what I see for you. And it was almost like my mind had to adjust from seeing what I was seeing in the, in the world or kind of in, in the flesh versus what was possible in the future. So that was a dope question. I hope that I answered that well. Hey, I hope that I answered that. Okay. So Adas said, how did you make the decision to pursue speaking, et cetera, and not law? Oh man, how much time do we have? Okay. So I will say God made that decision for me (laughs) because I am one. And I think you have probably gathered this for me on the internet. I make up my mind and I just stick to it. Like that's just what it is. I make a decision and you're not going to change it. Like, I mean, a lot has to change for like for that perspective or whatever. So um, I always really enjoyed speaking. I really loved reading and I really loved people. And I don't remember who told me this, but someone was like, you should do law because you like to be right and you like to talk. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I also don't have a problem standing up for the little man. I will absolutely call someone out on their crap. So I was like, yeah, law is a great idea. (laughs) And and I had some uh, family members that were lawyers as well. I'm like, this is great. They make a lot of money. They get to wear suits. They get to wear heels and carry briefcases. This sounds like me. This sounds amazing. I'm here for all of it. And um, <laughs> so that's what I thought. And I thought that I was going to pursue that for, for like age nine to age 21. Like it was not, it was not like I got to fifth grade was like, never mind. Like I just knew I was going to be an attorney and everything that I did uh, flew into that or kind of flowed flowed into that vein. Uh, So yeah, so I got 
into my my junior year of college, and this is all going to be in the book, BT Dubs. So my book, when it comes out in August, um, yeah. So this, basically, I ended up traveling abroad, studying abroad, because a really traumatic, I would call it traumatic experience, um, happened when I was in college. And I was like, I need to get away. I need to do something else. I can't stay here anymore. And uh, the president's wife at the university, she called me. She's like, Casey, you need to do something because I can't have you like sitting around and sulking on campus. So I studied abroad. And while I was there, I was there for my first semester of a senior year, which is when people are like prepping for law school entrance exams. And that's when I go, oh, my gosh, I don't think I can go to law school. <laughs> like it was at that moment I was in Costa Rica and I was like, I don't think I can go to law school because I don't have time. Like, I can't. I haven't done any of the preparation. So that uh, was the first moment. And then I said, okay, God, I honestly have no idea what to do because I haven't explored any other options. And I said, well, I do like to travel. I love language. My minor is Spanish. Like, maybe I'll do international business. So that's when I started pursuing an MBA. And uh, fun fact, I applied for this amazing MBA program. And I missed the entrance by one point. So there was that also very dramatic experience coming from that first like major loss moving into that. And yeah, so it was just a lot of a lot of circumstances where God was just closing doors and I had to decide like, am I going to pivot or am I going to stay pursuing this thing that I kind of I was passionate about, but I also said, like, can I get the things that I would have gotten from practicing law in another avenue? And that avenue to me was speaking because I get to empower people. I get to talk. I get to be right. <laughs> I get to interact with people. So that was a really long story to say why I ended up not going to law school. And honestly, I am so incredibly happy with the decision. But when you're in it, making those decisions in life is very uncertain. It's really difficult. I will say that it's it's difficult when you are thinking that you're going to do one thing in your life and you end up not doing that thing. So yes, hopefully that answered your question. It was a long one. It was a long answer. So uh, thank you so much. Again, if you're just joining, we are doing a live recording of my podcast, Dream Build Repeat. It is on iTunes and Google Play. And I am going to uh, chop this up, put it online. If it's cute, I may put it on YouTube. If not, nope. But anyway, thank you so much. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, maybe, if you, if you want to go over there and see some messages. So thank you so much. I will talk to you guys soon.